You say that every time and I still... I know you're going for it. Well, because I can't think of anything good. Welcome to the Video Gamer Podcast, episode 274. My name is Colin Mahern, and with me this week, Ale Le Rich Walker. Bonjour. And joining us for the very first time, it is VideoGamer.com's new features writer, Viva le Josh Wise. Bonjour, ça va? Bien is good. Is this, uh, this is Bastille Day. This is Bastille Day. Yeah. There, that it was, is what I was referencing. It's shut right. up, <laughs> smart Alec. Don't take any notes off him, Josh. <laughs> but it actually was Bastille Day. Obviously. <laughs> that you'll find. Obviously, I am referencing France being the world champions. Yeah. In 2018. Did you mm. watch it, Rich? I did. It was did very you? good. I missed a bit of the first half, so I missed a couple of goals. If I remember correctly, you missed the entirety of the first half, did you not? When I texted you and said, are you uh, watching? And you said, no, I forgot about it. <laughs> the World <laughs> Cup final. I was trying to um, make myself sound less shit. <laughs> well, I can't remember what I was doing. <laughs> I think I was playing something and mm. I just completely forgot. Very silly. Yeah. Very silly. Did yeah. you watch it, Josh? I did. I did. I saw it all. France were the very, very deserving winners of the entire competition. Croatia were very, um, they had a lot of heart though. They really fought, I thought. Right? I mean, you saw it. You're, you're, no? You watched, no, but you watched enough football well, over the last what? month that you picked up mm. certain phrases that make you sound like a proper lads, pundit. Uh, yeah, yeah. They the really gave uh, it their dug all. deep. They gave it their gave all. Gave Gave it to your Just yeah. wasn't it, quite enough. Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yes, welcome, Josh. It is yeah, a pleasure to have you. It's we, good to be For VGBG VIPs, you will be getting an in-depth conversation with, between myself and Josh, getting to know the real Josh Wise on Friday for your extra podcast. But Josh, try and, you know, condense it down. Give us a sentence or two on who Josh Wise is. I'm a sort of sweaty nerd who dwells indoors as much as possible. Right. Loves in, video games. You're in good company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good to be here. Do you win away. Well, me. Yeah. <laughs> I am pretty sweaty today. <laughs> well, it's hot in here. Uh, love films, love games, uh, love writing, love using fancy words. What else do you like other than games? Other than games, I like you films. mentioned films. Yeah, love films, love films, uh, mm -hmm. books, I all that good stuff. Down. Love film. Thought yeah. they were gone. Weren't they bought by Amazon? Yeah, they were. Yeah. Amazon Prime now, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's all streaming. <laughs> You get used to those shit jokes to myself from yeah, Rich, yeah. Josh. I say shit. Brilliant. It was exactly was where my mind went, but I thought... I'd imagine. No. You said, I let it go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't. I'm I glad, saw the I'm opportunity. Glad. I grabbed it with it both helps. hands. It helps. On to the news this week, and lads. Listen, there mm. is only one story... That is taking over the airwaves yeah. and word counts exactly. and websites and magazines and everything else. I think I saw it on the 10 o'clock news. Yakuza is probably not coming to the Switch and Zero Two probably not happening either. See, Zero Two not happening yet. Though. Okay, okay, I'll, I'll, didn't I'll take that out. Yeah. So Daisuke Sato, 
series producer of mm-hmm. Yakuza, he mentioned that the reason the game or the series won't be coming to the Switch is because of the reception for both the first and second Yakuza on Wii U. Mm-hmm. He said uh, in an interview with Game Blog, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, Gameblog.fr. He said Yakuza 1 and 2 for Wii U was a significant failure. But our goal is still to develop cross-platform as much as possible. And we know that it brings an extra audience that it allows us to attract more people. That being said, when it comes to Switch, I'm convinced that it would not be the ideal platform on which to develop Yakuza games. Is it not the ideal platform? I like, would say uh, it is. I would say. I think, Who wouldn't quite, wanna... I think it's quite an ideal platform, actually. Yeah. Thing is, they've got that Wii U failure to back them up, though, that, you know, it's got past... Uh, it's transgressions. Got, it's got past... Trang- yeah, exactly, transgressions. So I can see why they're a bit cagey to want to uh, develop a Yakuza game for Switch, but there is a silver lining to all this. They entertain the possibility of them coming to Xbox One. Uh, true, true. So uh, that's good. you went on to say, maybe the public is not accepting or expecting, I should say, that kind of game on Switch. They may be used to different games. It may not be the ideal platform. Regarding Xbox One, we could consider it, knowing that Xbox One users might be more likely to be interested in a game like Yakuza. That would be, or could be, an option. I'd replay them. Any excuse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get some achievements and replay them. Absolutely. That's Uh, weird. you, 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 You just played them. You know, and you have, you have like three or four other Yakuza's to get through. Well, no, I'm, I'm talking about once I've got through all the others. Right. Now I'll okay. go back and start ah, again. Ah, right. Yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, now, Yakuza obviously synonymous with the PlayStation, uh, mm-hmm. to be fair. But, it, yeah. you know, no why reason not? why it should be. Yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. Sega, isn't it? However, Zero Two. Now, you... Uh, you know, you said, Rich, that it's not yeah. coming yet, which is which is fair. But Daisuke Sato, again, uh, speaking to Gameblog, he was asked about a sequel yeah. to the Yakuza prequel from 2017. Um, fucking hell, the, our, our Yakuza journey has been a war. Know, it's been, it? it really has. Uh, <laughs> and he said, uh, quote, we are still completely in the dark as there is no particular Yakuza 02 project in development but if we were to make it it would be about young Kiru and Majima again and there's fertile ground there isn't there because mm-hmm. I mean mild spoilers for the end of Yakuza 0 mm, careful careful okay yeah yeah careful. but there's more you could explore there is yeah. all I'll say it doesn't directly lead into Yakuza 1 does it there's no still a gap no there's it doesn't say there they could do something is, yeah is that like I know Thank God you are a Kuza man as well, Josh. Is is that something you would like to see? Would you like to see them revisit Young Kiru, Young Majima? Well, it's funny you say this. <laughs> because I was daydreaming the other day, mm-hmm. and I'll point our viewers to a piece that will be going up on the website mm, at some stage today. Yep. Uh, I want them to uh, get a little adventurous. I'm fed up of Kiryu and Majima. <gasps> What? I know. It's blasphemous. I love those guys. I love those guys. But I want new stuff. I want Yakuza in the 90s. And I want to play as Nishiki. Nishiki. You you, you grimaced, Rich. Because Nishiki's a bit of a, you know. Bastard. Yeah, he's a bit of a git. Right? Especially if you've played Yakuza 1, you know what becomes of him. But if you play Kiwami, you know why. True. And he's kind of relatable in that game a little bit. It would be interesting to learn more about that character, but I don't think I'd want to play as him. 
fair mm. enough, personally. What about you, Colin? How, yeah, where, it would, how it would add feel? another wrinkle to his character. Yeah, and I, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. But like, it, it's, I think it's reminiscent of. Well, the Yakuza series has had multiple protagonists, to be fair, but it reminds me a little bit of Metal Gear Solid Two and Kojima having that idea of we're going to going to make you play as Raiden rather than Snake, so that you can see Snake from a different. Yeah. Angle a different viewpoint. No, that didn't work out. No, oh, that well, it could be argued either way. But I, I, I don't know. Would it? Would a prequel? Well, I think, I think it'd be, be good. Kiryu and Majima, they're believable as like double hard badasses. Mm-hmm. Nishiki, not so much. Even though he he's is sort vicious. of, he's hard in his own way. But I can't imagine him taking on like seven dudes in a street brawl. Do you know what I mean? Do you not? And he's not the dragon of Dojima. He's not the anything of Dojima. He's, he's the, the he's the koi. He's the koi. Do you know what I mean? It's not quite as fearsome, is it? The koi. You switch to koi style. <laughs> what he's going to do? Eat, eat a little pellet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and know. then forget five seconds. Yeah, later. exactly. Yeah, you know. So it's he just, has no conscience. <laughs> it's just he not can quite kill as a man, fearsome. Move on with his life. Yeah. Maybe if he was an AI. <laughs> Maybe if he was an AI and he assisted you in your journey, perhaps. But that's something Nishiki won't be an anthem as AI no, support. That's a shame. Nor will anybody else. If you play solo, because BioWare's Mac Dara, well, he took to Twitter asking or answering questions, I should say, from uh, BioWare fans. And yeah, that's where he confirmed that if you are playing alone, there will not be any AI players joining you. Because I think... What do they call the suits in, in Anthem again? Javelins. Javelins, that's mm. it. Like, we've seen whatever it is, four or five javelins. I think it's four, isn't it? Is it four? Yeah. Uh, which are basically your, your classes. And it, it's, well, from the footage we'd seen, it implied that if you are one of them and you don't have three other body, bodies mm. playing as the others, the computer would be... We'll be playing them, but no, yeah. not so. Well, you can change your javelin any time as well, right? So maybe if you have a certain mission that requires a can certain type of javelin. you change it at any time, or can you just change it before you missions? You can change it at your base, I think. Yeah. You have to be at an HQ. I don't think you can do it on the fly. Oh, uh, say so for like backtrack back. To so yeah. And then switch. Maybe you could sort of prepare for the mission. I don't know. Or maybe they've just designed the missions in such a way that it doesn't matter what javelin you're in. And he also said that there will be no new game plus because, quote, that is not really relevant for the game style. Well, Which I think there's makes, no, no makes new sense. game plus like, in well, Destiny, is there? Yeah, because yeah. it's, it's, many people are saying, like, this is effectively Destiny. And, sort yeah, of, yeah. There, yeah. There, is, there is nothing there. But Anthem, a game which has been delayed. It was originally meant to be out in 2018, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's now, year, yeah. now out next year. Another game that was meant to be out this year and has been delayed until mm. 2019. Don't have a concrete month no, or date, though, yeah. is Code Vein. Mm. So, yeah, that was meant to be out on the 28th of September. But, as I say, is now out next year. Now, the reason for this delay is an interesting one. So, uh, Eric Hartness, Bandai Namco's vice president of marketing, 
He said on the delay, Code Vein has received an enormous amount of positive feedback from eager fans who have received hands-on time with in-development versions of the game over the past nine months. Armed with knowledge of how well the game has already been received, we made the decision to postpone the release of Code Vein to further refine its gameplay in an effort to exceed the expectations fans already have of the title. It was a difficult decision to make, but we feel it is the correct one. I played a couple of weeks ago. And it was pretty nice. Uh, still too hard for me because I'm shit at these sort of games. But uh, if they could make it easier, that would be nice. So uh, if you're listening, uh, Shift or whoever the developer is, Bandai mm. Namco, uh, make it easier for me, please. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll be sure to, to yeah. put, in, put in a word. Josh, are you, are you happy with this delay? Does it make it, sense? <laughs> it sounds like a little bit of a funny delay to me. It's uh, it, I mean, what does that even mean, right? Uh, like, So it's like... Well, people really love our game. Shit, we need to go back to the drawing board because we we want to really blow them away. Yeah, that is right. Weird, like, yeah. what is that? If it's That's been, a non-reason. It is odd, yeah. If it's been so well received by fans, why what, are you delaying us? What are the bits that they don't like? Clearly there's something <laughs> that they're, they're not happy with. Maybe they've heard your complaints, Rich. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe the developer was like looking over my shoulder while I was playing, going, "Wow, this maybe this game is too yeah, hard. Yeah, this guy, this guy sucks. We we need to put this back by five <laughs> or six months. Yeah, we need yeah. to make it a little bit easier mm. because it'd be great if you could have sixty players in it. That'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know I pigeonhole them sometimes, right? But that's insulting, actually. <laughs> You just took over the whole thing. A sledgehammer. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Fucking hell. Well, Call of Duty Black Ops 4, uh, the Battle Royale mode in that, which is called Blackout, is it? Blackout, yeah. Uh, that <clears throat> will supposedly have 60 players. This is mm. according to a leaked screenshot of the game that shows... Is it a store listing thing, it no, looks I think like? No, I think it's actually an in-game, oh, is it? I think... Oh, I don't think, know. A menu uh, thing. In game. I don't know. Either way, anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is saying that there is 60 players. Now, obviously, 100 players is the normal yeah. normal number. 60 seems a weird one, doesn't it? It's probably the most they could manage, maybe. Do you think? Possibly. I mean, because is that not the idea? Like, there isn't a single player because we're going to put all our eggs in the multiplayer basket. Yeah, but the basket. There's a lot of baskets going around. <laughs> the thing but is, the single player look- <laughs> basket has been put outside the door, and we're not dealing with that. But if you look at a game like Fortnite or PUBG... The level of visual detail doesn't really compare with what Treyarch are going for with Black Ops 4. Okay. Based on what I've seen. So 60 is probably the most they could manage at that kind of level of visual detail, perhaps. Mm, okay. So. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. I mean, Battlefield manages roughly the same, doesn't it? 60. Uh, is it 60, is it? Mm, or 64 so. or something? 64, yeah. I think, I think that's right. 32 each side. So, yeah, maybe 60's like, yeah, that was their ceiling. Perhaps. Maybe. Perhaps. No, this isn't officially confirmed or anything like that, but would... I know you're you're a fan of FPSs, Josh. I like my FPSs. Uh, is it, would, you, would you fall more in line with Call of Duty or Battlefield, generally? Battlefield. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think they've got more of a destructive environments like it, uh, like... More of an open, less fiddly designed maps, if you see what I mean. Much more of an open theatre of play, mm. you know? Sort of flows from one area to the next. A little bit like this podcast. Mm. Yeah. Mm, very much so. <laughs> uh, but has has Blackout intrigued you at all? Like this like Call of Duty diving into the, the Battle Royale market? I mean, it's sort of 
vogue at the minute, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it's like, uh, not really, to tell you the truth. It's like everyone and their mum's got a battle royale at the moment. And I mean, fair enough, popular genre, um, bring it on. Yeah. Uh, but um, I find it tough to get, like, at this point, it's like, seemingly like most weeks, it's like, oh, so-and-so's got a battle royale, so-and-so's got a battle royale. Mm. It's like, oh, okay, okay. There, 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 is, there is a trail in the battle royale, though, because... You know, if it starts with 100 players, 60 players, whatever it is, like when it's down to just you and your pals, before you actually off the rest of them, you're like, oh, this is the last yeah, of us, yeah, lads. Yeah. <laughs> this is the, there's, there's nobody else here. It is the last <laughs> of us. And your pals are almost like yeah, NPC yeah, yeah, companions yeah. because you're not playing as them. Yeah. Sort of, isn't it? <laughs> so this is why I shouldn't get involved because, you know, just let the master work. <laughs> <laughs> so Naughty Dog has revealed that Ellie will have an NPC companion in The Last of Us Part 2, but they mm. haven't revealed who that is just yet. Neil Druckmann, director of the game, was speaking with BuzzFeed and he said Ellie used to be an NPC, but she's the protagonist in this story. So the player is controlling Ellie. It's safe to say with the game that we made in the past that there will be some NPC with you in the story, even though we're not showing the NPC in this demo. I think I know what it is. Do you remember Naughty Dog? Uh, I think it might have been Neil Druckmann specifically was teasing a dog in a mocap suit. Yes. Oh. Could it be a doggo? Could, Could be, you have a little doggy dog. Is that what you, uh, I'd, that I'd what like you that. want to see? If you could sick him on people. A la, yeah. uh, what's his name? Boomer from yeah. Far Cry 5. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah, okay. New dynamic. I wonder if the dog would be bulletproof like Ellie was. Stealth dog. Um, maybe if the dog gets shot, you have to like heal it. And Ooh. oh, there's all sorts. My my mind's racing. <laughs> do, do you not want to see Josh? Or Josh? Do you want to? Uh, what was his Joel. name? Joel. Even. Joel. Uh, do you want to see Joel back? Like we we haven't got confirmation that he is in the game yet. In the first trailer, wasn't it? Yeah, we saw a silhouette. And a silhouette. A side and profile of a, a man with a beard. Theory. Hmm. Joel is dead, but his spirit lives on in the dog. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So he's and like, the dog can talk, maybe? He's like Touched by an Angel. Yeah. So was, was that the plot of Touched by an Angel? <laughs> I think so. I um, the dog talks? Yeah. Do you like that? Go, uh, I, no? Are you pitching this to me? Yeah. You don't do you know think? I don't work at Naughty Dog, yeah? Well, the Naughty Dog might be listening. They might be, yeah. Maybe the dog is naughty. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Well, Naughty Dog, right? Yeah. Another game and a series that they are very familiar with mm -hmm. because they made them, you see, <laughs> yeah. uh, is Uncharted. And Nathan Fillion, a man who was for many years, not really rumoured, but I suppose people people wanted him yeah. to take the role of uh, Nathan Drake, Drake yeah. in the film that has been rumoured since 2007. Or has been in the works, really. has gone mm, through multiple yeah, directors like and scripts. And and, it's yeah. fucking ridiculous. But Nathan Fillion, after tweeting uh, something out last week, is a picture of Drake, the the rapper. And <laughs> yeah. uh, I think, didn't he, he tweeted something else then? Sick Parvis Magna. That was it. Yeah, yeah. Greatness is, from small beginnings. Yes. Well, he has made a fan film that's about 15 minutes long. Yeah. And it has actually made people go, he, he should be Nathan yeah, Drake. Yeah. <laughs> this is actually It's a proof great. of concept. Have oh. you watched it? Not yet, no. I meant to last night. It's very good. It. Yeah. I watched a bit of it. And he should have been Nathan Drake. Yeah is my thing. I love Nathan Fillion. I love him loads. Do you think he's too old now or something? 
Well, he's a little bit. Have we reached maximum thrill? He's pushing on, isn't he? He's pushing on. I think Drake's I, not like a chiselled well, Adonis. Unless you went with Uncharted Four, Drake. Oh, maybe. May, maybe perhaps <clears throat> he could do that. Like mm. I, I think the the film is actually the whatever fifteen minutes thing. Fun film. Yeah. Uh, it is like it's shot very well. There's a, I mean, it's very fan servicey, but there's a part where Nate says something, and the camera kind of swings around to his back, and the <laughs> letterboxing goes. And it basically turns into like a game. Oh, really? It, yeah. it's, you know, the part, like, there's a part of me that goes, oh, fuck off. But there's also a part of me that goes, oh, I really like yeah. it. Really, really, <laughs> really enjoy that. Really enjoy that. I, I, would, would he be your your dream, Nathan Drake? Like, Tom Holland is meant to be. No, see, I, I, I think that's poor casting. I, I can't see Tom Holland in the role as young Drake. Just doesn't look right. He's too. Didn't, they had it in three, didn't they? They had young Drake. Yeah. They had that flashback. When he, he, was, he was very young Drake. Though. He was very, what was he, like 14, 15? I mean, give, give or take. I like Tom Holland and he's good Spider-Man and everything, but yeah. I cannot picture him in the role as Drake at all. It seems like the studio have gone, hold on, Tom Holland, he's big at the moment, isn't he? Let's chuck him in the film. Uh, yeah. I mean, Someone is that who not how really... a lot of yeah. decisions are made? I think Fillion like would guys. be far better. I mean, what age is Tom Hans? Is he 20, he's like 20, 22, maybe? He's really yeah, he's super like, he's young. Like, he's like 22. Would you rather have Tom Holland or Mark Wahlberg? Because I think he was the one. He, he was do the I one for to, a long time. For do ages. I, do I have to have Mark you Wahlberg? You have to choose between them. You've got a gun. I mean, because he was indelibly, you know, great as Max Payne. Oh, of course. Um, yes. I can't imagine him in another video game role. I'm surprised you've never watched Wahlburgers, Rich. No, I have Do you know that? Is, no. Because he has like a burger chain or something in Boston. All oh, right. Him nice. and his family called yeah. Wahlburgers. Is it like me. a reality documentary? Yeah. Is it, is it really? Yeah. Touch no. I should be all over that. I wasn't aware of but it. But Tom Holland, right? I don't know if he was even born when this man started work at Bioware. James mm. Olin uh, has announced his departure from the company. Now, you may or may not be familiar with the name, but you will be familiar with his the or the games he has worked on, like Baldur's Gate, Dragon mm-hmm. Age Origins, Neverwinter Nights. KOTOR mm. and he announces departure by saying after 22 years I've retired from Bioware I've loved my time with Anthem Star Wars Dragon Age and Dungeons and Dragons but I need to take a break from the industry and work on something a little smaller and more personal um, yeah he's there a long time I know Rich when you you were quite surprised when you saw that news didn't you? I was shocked yeah, I, I don't recognise the name. But, you know, 22 years is a long time and I hope you have a lovely retirement focusing on smaller games. Mm-hmm. I look forward to see, you know... It's all the race these days, you know. What he's working on. Mm-hmm. I think it's yeah. a book. Inside Bioware, my 22 years of hell. Yeah. <laughs> is it that? Uh, probably not, no. no. Okay. I don't think so. I mean, that would be interesting. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think he will avoid doing that. Uh, you know, like, EA will probably avoid doing Dead Space 4. Because we're see, never what I'd going have, to see I, that. I'd have gone with, now that he's gone, there must be a dead space at Bioware. <laughs> Ooh, that's good competition. <laughs> uh, so creative director of Dead Space, Ben Wannett. 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 Don't know. Sure. He was talking to Eurogamer and he gave a sort of an outline of what Visceral Games, now defunct Visceral Games, is mm-hmm. a vision of Dead Space for may have been and he said it was going to be a a chapter based kind of non-linear 
type of format. Yeah. Um, he said, quote, the notion was you were trying to survive day to day against infested ships, searching for a glimmer of life, scavenging supplies to keep your own little ship going, trying to find survivors. This focus on scavenging abandoned ships would, uh, would have also allowed for a more involved experience when fixing things rather than sticking your arm into panels and moving wires around. Sounds a little sur- like survival yeah. game, doesn't Do you know it? What? I, I don't like the sound of that. I'm sort of glad they didn't go with it. Because I like that Dead Space was the linear, you know, mm. ghost train, haunted house kind of thing. Mm. And, uh, yeah, this sounds like they were going a bit more open with it, and I I don't like the sound of it. Maybe a little more interesting than 3, do you think? Well, potentially, but uh, there, there are so many survival games now, I just... Yeah, this is true. I don't want another one. And Dead Space wasn't about that. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I mean, it was about survival, but not, like, in gathering resources and stuff. That's boring. Fuck that. Are you a Dead Space fan, Josh? <laughs> love one and two. L- really love one and two, because it was like Resident yeah. Evil 4 space, you know. <laughs> well, Dead Space 1 had so many great ideas, like the HUD in the game world and stuff. Yeah, yeah you're, the you're, movement. You're the spinal yeah. column yeah. thing. All that yes. stuff. The, the movement felt really good. The atmosphere was amazing. The lighting was great. The, like, the sound design was incredible. It was just oh, it was such a good game. And two was, you know kind of more of the same and then three kind of threw it all in the bin yeah unfortunately which is exactly what Konami has done to the PT remake nice Uh, (laughs) thank you very much Uh, someone was making a PT remake on Mm. PC the demo of what would have been Silent Hills when was that Christ is that three years ago 2015 yeah Um, three years people loved it people People absolutely raved about it but uh, then obviously the Kojima Konami stuff happened and Mm -hmm. Silent Hills never came to be and now we're getting Death Stranding which is probably going to take (laughs) some of that you would think uh, this guy is it Kim Kim Sar Kim Sar yeah they rolled out this PT remake and uh, Konami none too pleased with it understandably I suppose it is their their product Mm. Uh, do you think they still own the assets and stuff for that? What's that? Do you think they still own all the assets and stuff? Do you think if they do make another Silent Hill... I mean, they Hill, definitely still own it. Are you saying do they still have them? Do they have, like, yeah, you the, mean like the, the engine, the engine and all the assets and everything? Yeah. They could take that and they could still build a Silent Hill game out of that. I don't know that. why they wouldn't. It seems mad, doesn't it? Mm. Mm. Like, Silent Hill fans <laughs> really latched onto it and yeah. really... And as, as did everyone else, because it was a modern horror game. And what was the last one? Downpour. That was like Downpour. Yeah. Was that so, after Shattered Memories? Yes. Yeah. And God, it was. Is it that was like 2011, 2012? 2012, I think. Just Downpour. Ages yeah. ago. Hopefully, ages. they do a similar thing to uh, what's happened now with Capcom, because mm. that was was it Resident Evil Two Reborn? I want to say was the fat like the like they oh right it was like a oh, fan made yeah. thing, and then Capcom took them in for a big meeting. Mm said, don't do that, we want to do it. And then here but we are with yeah. this lovely big yeah. remake coming down. So maybe, I don't know, maybe we get... Because Konami still have Silent Hills and everything, don't they? Well, they the sensible the thing to have. do is if there's like a PC community doing something really cool, is to employ them. And, you know, not just shut their shit down yeah, and say, shut sure. off. Mm. Like, give them I a mean, job. They've Well, they haven't really given this guy a job. They've given right. them they give a, a meeting. an internship. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, is it paid? <laughs> Come and uh, work for us for free. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you'd like to think. <laughs> I but, hope so. Yeah, hopefully. I mm. don't know. But yeah, like Silent Hills, we we may get it eventually. But as I say, because of the split between Kojima and yeah. Konami, 
We just who that. knows? Who knows what will happen? Uh, but that split also means that we'll never get another Kojima-made Metal Gear Solid either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the Metal Gear Solid movie script is apparently, quote, one of the coolest, weirdest, most Kojima things, end quote. So, Jordan, is it vote, Robert? Not, yeah, vo- vote. not vote or vo- no, vote. Vote, vote. Uh, or he, is it vote, Is it vote? Um, he was speaking to IGN... Uh, because he has submitted a script for a Metal Gear Solid movie. And he said, we just turned in the script and I think it's one of the best scripts I've ever read. It's one of the coolest, weirdest, most Kojima things. Hmm. Even me and being involved in it, I look at it as someone who is like, I would make the hell out of this movie. But if I wasn't involved in it, I would still look at that script and be like, holy shit. Mm. So uh, he is quite happy with it, yeah. obviously, which is which is good. How do you make a Metal Gear Solid film? How do you well, make a good batshit crazy? Like, yeah, like go go like fully embrace the video game kind of style yes. of being a bit offbeat and weird. And also, do you know what? Cast it right. Yeah. Really think carefully about yeah. who would be a Have good they solid snake. Anything with this? With this? No, I it don't was think Christian so. Bale. Do you remember when Christian Bale? Was? No, see, I don't think he'd be right at all. Christian Bale, a snake. No, he was really serious. He loved it, didn't he? He mm. was, he was like I said. Oh yeah, love the video games. Christian loved- Bale, really? Yeah, yeah. He was like a huge, huge fan. There was oh, like then, a- I mean, he is quite method, isn't he? Christian Bale, he, he throws himself method. in. Mm. So, I mean, if he loved the video games, then perhaps he would be a good choice. But I can't see him in the role again. <laughs> it's, uh, it's difficult. What about Tom Holland? Uh, yeah, Tom Holland would be a great, <laughs> great song. Young, young snake. snake. Yeah, no, maybe he could play Raiden oh, with, a, nice. with a blonde wig on. Then maybe they could just get like Mark Wahlberg for Spade. For yeah. Snake. No. <laughs> on to what we've been playing this week, and I am ecstatic. I mm. am elated. Are you happy? I am happy, <laughs> but I feel like there aren't many of us. No, just a few. Just a few. Just a few. But we are the happy few. Yes. Rich Walker, you've played We Happy Few. I have. <laughs> now, only a, a small bit of it, I believe. Yeah. yeah. How, how, how many hours did you get with it? About an hour. It was the well, same. Just an hour? Yeah, it was the same kind of opening section that you've seen a million times already. This uh, is the opening section. That's yeah. when it was first shown off three, mm. four Everyone was like, oh my God, it's a Bioshock It's thing. Bioshock. Mm. I can't wait. Yeah. This is amazing. The rat isn't real or whatever. Yeah, or, yeah. No, the, the pinata well, is a rat. Pinata is a rat. It's a dead rat, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was yeah. just, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. It was so cool. Now, then it came to Early Access and the yeah. preview program and yeah. it was like, oh, this is, uh, this a, is survival a survival game. game. There is yeah. no narrative hook at all, but yeah. now there is, apparently. Yes, so what happened is since that Early Access period, that Xbox game preview time, uh, Compulsion Games, the developer, have sort of listened to what players have been saying about that and uh, basically the message was people weren't too keen on the survival element and they wanted more of the narrative so they were like all right then so they dialed back the survival elements and they've brought the narrative stuff more to the fore for the finished product and that's our next month so survival now you used to have to eat and drink to stay alive now it just gives you buffs so there are advantages to eating and drinking and doing survival things but it's not mandatory mm-hmm. so that's good and can you get by comfortably without them sort of thing i think so yeah yeah but obviously the buffs are useful mm. so um they'd grant you like better stealth stats and things like that you know 
But it, yeah, it's it's not essential to actually staying no. alive. So have they have they stripped a lot of the survival elements out of us? So yeah, so anything that sort of like say like eating and drinking that kind of things, anything that's essential to you staying alive, I think has pretty much been cut. So yeah, it's more about the narrative now. You play as three characters uh, in order. So you play as Arthur, then Sally, then Ollie. You don't choose who you want to play as. Uh, you play as them through the story and their uh, narratives intertwine mm, kind of thing. It's like I an do interwoven, like an interwoven story, to be quite honest. But it's like an unreliable account from each character, so it's about uh, how different people perceive things differently or remember them in a that, certain way. That so reminds that's me slightly of one of the best <laughs> games of all time, Call of War is Gunslinger. Ah, yeah, there <laughs> where, we go. Yeah. When you were in the bar and you were explaining, regaling yeah. the rest of the... People at the pub, yeah. your story, characters would go, wait a minute, that's not how it happened. And then yeah. like time would rewind in the story. You're going to love a happy few then. It's, it's got, so, it's got it's a so bit of that. Sort of mm. like that. Yeah. So and the decisions to make as well, like choices like in the demo I played, you meet an old friend uh, and you're forced to fight him. You can either fight him with like a padded bat or with a pointy stick. So you could potentially kill him with it. Um, so you can either choose to be a bastard and kill your old friend or mm-hmm. beat him with the padded bat. And so is that all like to the story then going apparently forward? Apparently so. Apparently so. And apparently Arthur will have a big decision at the end, I was told by the developer. So Is that Arthur is the, the Arthur, main man? Well, he? he's the first guy you play as. He's sort of the unassuming kind of Hugh Grant type of the story. And then Sally's kind of a famous actress who's more stealth focused. She kind of uh, knocks out people with like syringes that she makes. Okay. Uh, and then you've got Ollie, who's a, a sort of violent Scotsman with a cricket bat. Right. Is this the best form you've seen We Happy Few in? If you're after seeing it now a couple yeah. of times. Yeah, it's more the sort of thing I would like to play, because as is well documented on these podcasts, mm-hmm. I'm a bit bored with the survival genre. Yes. I think Metal Gear Survive um, killed it for me. <laughs> uh, eating an entire goat and then being hungry a minute later. You know, I've, that kind of thing. Jesus, yeah. I'm starved. <laughs> Here's a goat. Fucking two minutes later. God, I yeah. could, could really do with something. I is anyone else hungry? Is I reckon, the, I reckon, like, you were just making a steak out of it and then chucking the rest. That, that's the only Such way to explain waste, it. waste, though, isn't it? It's terrible. Terrible. I mean, it, it's important not to, to waste any type of food. Even mushrooms. And yeah. I think they are complete yeah. shit. You should, you should treasure your food. <laughs> you should. You really should. Uh, I played Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. Now, mm. this came out four years ago. I played it then as well. And I really enjoyed it. But it has come to the Nintendo Switch and is effectively the same game. So, this was originally in uh, Super Mario 3D World, which is a great game. That was yeah. out in the Wii U, but fucking nobody played it because nobody played the Wii U. But yeah, Super Mario 3D World was very good. Uh, and it was like bonus levels in that. Now... They expanded the the format in Captain Toad Treasure Tracker. Uh, there's like 60, 70 odd levels Jeez. that kind of use uh, the phase, well, swinging the camera around the world to reveal other pathways that you can use to get to your goal. And it's, I mean, it's the best use of the phase, that type of phase mm. thing because phase isn't very good. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, effectively the same game, but still. Very good fun. Do you know, not overly challenging. No. It's Which isn't too bad sometimes. You know? new, so sometimes you just stuff? want a nice, pleasant time. No, of course. Especially on the Switch as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, 
Is any of the new stuff worthwhile? So there are four new levels based on Super Mario Odyssey. Mm. The the new levels are great. Yeah. How they have taken the layout of the Mario Kingdoms and Mario Worlds and, and put them in here is really, really cool. But there is only four of them. And right. don't you have to do a crap ton of stuff to get them as well? You have to play the whole game. You have you? To pl- you, so you have to do one of two things. You mm. either have to play the whole game, which if you played it four years ago, you'd be like, I'd like to play the new things as well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. please. Like Crash Bandicoot is a fine example of mm. new levels. You can get to them right from, yeah, from yeah, the, yes. the main menu. Here, you can't do that. So you either need to play the whole game or you need to spend, I don't know, actually off the top of my head, is it 12, 15 odd pounds for, to buy a Mario Odyssey Amiibo, um, which then you like hit off the, the reader mm. and then it'll open up. That's a bit. I think it's a bit shit. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know why those... <laughs> Extra levels are, are hidden from the player. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Now, there is also a new two-player mode, which is sort of, it falls in line with the Sonic the Hedgehog 2 two-player mode. It's like the little brother, little sister type of mode. Right. Um, because whilst, the, whilst one player is Toad or Toadette, the other person is a reticle on screen which fires turnips at oh, baddies. I've always wanted to be a reticle. Stuff. <laughs> 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 um, so there's also a reticle on screen mm. when you are playing on in TV mode. Uh, the the controller basically you can, you can move it around and you can move. Uh, yeah. There are movable platforms that you can interact with. That's very annoying. I found the <laughs> the motion control aspect really? of it quite oh, no. shit. To be honest, first thing I do in a Switch game like Mario Kart is turn off turn the off. turn yeah. off the motion control. Uh, but it's you know it's it's good fun and if like most people you didn't play a Wii U and you're looking for stuff to play on your Switch. I'd recommend it. I think it's Excellent. I think I think it's quite good. Like mm. it, it makes you I don't know, how would I describe it? it? It when you play it it makes you feel joy. It's it's like <laughs> it, it's like becoming human again. Yeah. You know? It's Detroit become human. <laughs> Rich, you have played I'm playing Beyond. I'm sorry, near you're the playing end beyond. beyond. You're and you're yeah. moving on to Detroit Become when Human. I, when I finish Beyond, yes. yeah. Josh, you have played Detroit have Become played Human. Detroit Become Human, yes. Careful now. Careful Ooh, what you say. I'll have to tread lightly. Yeah. So, David Cage mentalness, um, really, really, be- no <laughs> <laughs> really, really beautiful place. Loving it. Uh, beautiful city. If you like your, you know, your sort of cyberpunky, Blade Runnery, futuristic stuff, mm. it's a bit of a shame how thinly veiled everything is. If you see what I mean, especially like. Every single thing in the game is is it's it's a metaphor for what's going on, and it's really really painfully driven home, and it's not very well done. But it's very very pretty, and if you like the way that you know it turns the whole branching pathways choice thing on its head by showing you a big fucking flow chart with all the mm. stuff on it, so you can immediately go straight back and then weasel your way through a different route. Like, that's cool. I like that. Yeah, I almost don't like What seeing... were we talking about last week? We, 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 you mentioned that. I think, was it in the office maybe we were chatting was about it? on the podcast? I can't remember. <laughs> I mean, it just, fr- you know, flows oh, so freely and effortlessly <laughs> on this podcast that it just feels like a regular conversation. I know, I know. No, yeah, I think I said I don't like seeing the, the kind of... Uh, 
gears working, mm, the cogs yeah. turning around the magician scenes. showing you. Yeah, around. exactly. Did showing, you like that program? The mass magician child, no? <laughs> showing how the tricks work. I love that. Tonight, I... the mass magician is going to show you how to saw a lady in half. I really enjoyed <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. The ITV at about half five on a Saturday before Gladiator. Wasn't or it Michael Dawn? Who was yeah, from who was Star Trek Next Generation? No, no, no. He presented it. Oh, why Michael Dorn? Tonight, the mass magician will show, show you, you how to pull a rabbit of out of a hat. Yeah. <laughs> so what he does is he puts a rabbit inside a hat and then comes out on stage and then pulls There's a hatch in the top of the hat and it comes through the table. <laughs> wow. <laughs> OMG. It was amazing, really, wasn't it? Um, but yeah, I mean, when you played Detroit, Rich, you'll probably be able to yeah. uh, talk about it a little I look more. To, have, I look have forward a dialogue. to it. Yeah. But I don't know. It'll be, I'll be interested to see whether you think it's shit or whether you think it's the bomb. <laughs> uh, bomber crew, Rich, you have played that. I used a similar pun in my review. Did you'd be you? happy to know. Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. So this is... A cartoony looking mm. sort of is it like a resource World management? War II resource ma- well, kind of. You basically you have a crew of seven pile like different people who are assigned to different roles. You got your pilot, your gunners, your bomb uh, <laughs> uh funnily <laughs> enough. Uh you've got a navigator and a recon sort of radio operator. Um and they're on your plane, and you can customise your plane. Uh, there's all sorts you can do. You have a briefing before each mission, so you can work out what you need to do for each mission, and then you f- take off from your base, you fly around, and you, you do your missions. You bomb stuff, you you know engage enemy fighters. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really good fun. Really, really enjoyable. Yeah, you quite enjoyed it, didn't you? Yeah. This, this came to PC... October uh, last year. Last year, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so um, consoles, no. Yeah, so initially the controls are a bit fiddly i mean i imagine it works brilliantly on mouse and keyboard but yeah. on the controller it took me a while to get to grips with it because the x button toggles zooming in and out between like the outside of your plane and a cross section so you can see inside it uh, and then you have to you hold b to select which pilot you want this is xbox one controls by yeah, the way yeah, obviously yeah. you know uh <laughs> circle on the playstation um and then you hold the right trigger to move them to a different part of the plane. Tonight, rich figures out. It's, <laughs> it's just a bit, initially you're getting a bit of a jumble and I'd sometimes be selecting the wrong person because some of them look kind of similar because they're in dip, like similar uniforms mm. and stuff. So you're like, oh, I'll select so-and-so and then you send them like to do something. You're like, no, not you. And uh, so do, you, do you figure it out because you have to or because... Yeah. It- Oh, right. It can get quite tense though. When you've got like a shitload of fighters on you, you can have like six or seven fighters all like gunning your mm-hmm. plane to pieces and you're trying to manage stuff at the same time. It gets a little bit stressful. And when you <laughs> when you put hours into leveling up this crew, it's like XCOM. So if they die, it's permadeath. They're gone. Okay. And if you lose your plane, you got to start again with a new plane, customizing it from scratch. So it's heartbreaking when you lose... A plane, because your entire crew dies, obviously. You lose your plane. You've got to recruit an entire new crew. Oh, and Jesus. It's heartbreaking. It, like, really upsetting. How often did that happen? Uh, a few times, but I'm going to confess, mm. I cheated. and You cheated? Turned off the console when that happened. You rotten shit. Yeah. Well, because it's just like, ah, uh, I've spent ages, like... 
Yeah, but getting this all done. <laughs> yeah, but, but that's the risk reward element of it. Because then if you get past that, you're like, yes, we did it. We it was it was tough, but yeah, at but the when same you, time, when you don't you lose everything? Everything. <laughs> it's all gone up in flames. Yeah. And and I'm working towards an achievement where you have one crew member survive thirty missions, and I'm like twenty eight missions in now. So it's like yeah, but that's a lie. That achievement is a lie. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> Yeah, no, I bet I want so it. How, I don't know how you can look at yourself in the mirror. Quite easily. Do you know what I should do now? I should fucking punch you off the wall <laughs> and watch you pinball around the place. Because that's what I've been doing in Yorku's Island Express. Isn't this the most charming, lovely game you've ever played? I really like Isn't Yorku's nice? Island it's Express. Great. Like, to the point where I want to be like, remember this come, come year's end. Mm. I fucking really like this yeah. game. Uh, on the surface, is looks like a uh, it looks like a, a puzzle platformer and I know it is to an extent I suppose mm-hmm. but it's it's a pinball game masquerading is like an open world puzzle platformer Metroidvania aspects to it as yes, well yes there is, is cool. yeah, where you're a beetle mm. uh, who is a dung beetle a dung beetle who is a post person yeah. and this is of course you know this, a former uh, career of yours I mean listen I, that's why I gravitated towards it I booted yeah. up this game and I was like hang on a second I'm a fucking postman yeah I, I will be mm. I will uh, almost I, I was holding it to a higher standard because I was like let's see how realistic this is let's see if it actually yeah. does tell a true and honest story and it does yeah it really does because your world is under threat by the god slayer isn't it who and you must find the three chiefs of the island who yeah. must come together and basically save the island the ritual and like, you yeah. know it's not the most riveting of stories it doesn't really need to be no. but like the first time you come across those like the pinball uh, the flippers yeah. you're like what the fuck <laughs> is going on here mm. this is this is going to be mm. this once and then I'll move on with my life because I genuinely didn't know loads yeah, of the whole, the whole thing but I just thought it was so charming as you say mm. just really really nice apparently hand drawn I think yeah 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 it's like hand painted it, or hand uh, painted kind of say, yeah. Rayman Legends I guess is the closest touchstone mm-hmm. in terms of that I guess exploding slugs Got yeah that. when it introduces like each new sort of mechanic the exploding slugs the thing where you can without spoiling much where you can like hold the trigger and like flip yourself around oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking very vague terms for the listener, but like it, it's paced so well. It's about mm. like five or so hours, and it allows you to discover everything at your yeah. at your uh, leisure. Uh, and there, there's a couple of little side bits and pieces to yeah. do as well. I adored it. Me too. I really did. What were really you playing it on? Uh, PC. PC. I think I think it's on everything. I played it on PS4. It's on yeah Xbox One. And I, I think, think Switch, on Switch as well. As well. Yeah. I, th- I imagine it would be a really good fit for Switch. Mm. I, I mm. thought it was excellent. The best pinball game I've ever played. Ditto. You were almost a jill sandwich. It's me, Mario. Would you kindly let's go bowling? This is my favorite store on the Citadel. War never changes. Every week on the Video Gamer Podcast, I test the gaming knowledge of my colleagues with a simple game called Who Am I? I give five clues to the identity of a video game character, and you, Rich Walker, and newcomer, Josh Wise, must give me the correct answer. All you have to do is say stop, and then give me said answer. Mm-hmm. Clue number one. Before clue number one, are we clearing the rules, Josh? Yes. Excellent. Delighted to hear it. Clue number one. My first appearance in a video game came in 2007. 2007. Okay. Clue number two. I have appeared in three games in my main series. Stop. Josh Wise. Altair. Incorrect. Oh. 
Clue number three. I'm a good Catholic boy. <laughs> Stop. Josh Wise. Ezio. Incorrect. Oh. Also, if someone could clip that as well, I'd, I'd enjoy it. <laughs> Clue number four. The actor who played me and provided my voice has done some film and TV work too. Stop. Josh Wise. Nathan Drake. Incorrect. <laughs> He's not a good Catholic boy. He was raised in a Catholic school. <laughs> was he? He was, was he? Oh, bloody yeah, hell. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's well remembered. Uh, and clue number five. While seen as the protagonist of sorts for my series, I've also been an NPC for large parts of us. I'll go through the clues again and I have like extra special clues that I can give. Uh, Clue number one, my first appearance in a video game came in uh, 2007. Clue number two, I've appeared in three games in my main series. Clue number three, I'm a good Catholic boy and I'll add an extra little bit and from around these parts, uh, like where we live, where we are now, I'm from like, if you drew a a, kind of a circle, I'm from around here somewhere. Right. Within reason. Uh, Clue number four, the actor who played me has done some film and TV work too. Um, How can I give a clue? Uh, Like some prominent film and television stuff. So that should should tell you what type of game this is. Prominent film and television stuff. What franchises began Uh, in 07? And clue number five, while seen as the protagonist for my series... Uh, our protagonist of sorts for my series. I've also been an NPC for large parts of it. Large parts of the. T- t- I'm going to have to push both of you for an answer. Have you not got any other extra special clues? Um, <laughs> film and TV work. Uh, I'll give you one of the film. I'll tell you the director of one of the films. All right, go on. Danny Boyle. Right now, I thought it's Robert Carlyle, right? I'm sorry, I'm can you hear stop, something, stop. Right, Robert yeah. Carlyle is the actor. <laughs> so, okay, is it... Stop. No, it's not that. All right, I'm... I, uh, if, you've got, if you've got nothing, Josh, if you have I've anything... I've got nothing. Is I've it Gabriel nothing. Belmont from Castlevania, Lords of Shadow? I can't hear anything. No, cause it's too, it's too, stop. Is it... It's not, because it wasn't 2007, but I'll guess it anyway. Yeah. Was it Gabriel Belmont from... No. Incorrect. Yeah. Stupid boy. No, I know. Uh, so... Uh, to yeah well the the person that I was looking for the name on the card reads John Soap McTavish oh what mm-hmm clue, clue uh, who number was one the, who was hang on hang on who, hang on clue number one my first appearance in a video game came in 2007 Call yes. of Duty 4 Modern Warfare mm-hmm. clue number two I've appeared in three games in my main series uh, I said main series because he's been like he was a skin in ghosts, and he was um. Oh. There was there was the mo- there was. Ah, but I, I, I didn't mention him. I said I said <laughs> fucking dickhead. Uh, so yeah, Call of Duty Four, Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare Two, Modern Warfare Three. Clue number three. I'm a good Catholic boy. And I didn't know that. Apparently he is, <laughs> and he is also Scottish. Uh, clue number four. The actor who played me has done some TV and film work too. Grey's Anatomy, Train Spotting, Rome. Uh, it's an actor called uh, oh, oh, David McCurk or something like that. Kevin McKidd. Kevin. That's Kevin McKidd. Yeah. yeah. Kevin McKidd. What did I say? David McCurk. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know that. Uh, clue <clears throat> number five. Wild scene is the protagonist, the source of my series. I've also been an NPC for large parts of it. He has been. Didn't know that. Then so I, yeah. I forgot. Unlucky, no. lads. Boom. And I fucking brush up wait, on wait, your wait, Call wait, of Duty wait. knowledge. Stop. 
Mm. Graham Soap McTavish. Shut can up. you edit? Can you edit around this? No, so I can. Like That's a... also not his name. It's John Soap McTavish. Oh, I thought, where did I get Graham from? <laughs> I'm not sure. I think there's an actor called Graham McTavish. Is there? Yeah. Right, no, I yeah. believe you. Questions, theories, comments, and queries. You ping them, we sing them. Oh, very good. You've done this before. First time, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like mm. you're not impressed, Rich. You're just. I was, I was a little disturbed. I feel like doing the, a rage and going sort of radio. Difference. The radio delivery. It was very fifties radio. Yeah, it was uh, the golden age. I was, of radio. I was a little bit scared. <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, so this is the part of the show where, yeah, you send in your questions, theories, comments, queries, and mm. then we read them out. The best ones, at least. You can email us at any stage throughout the week. Podcast at videogamer.com or on Tuesdays uh, via our Twitter account, Video Gamer. Come, we send the call out and you answer in kind, you wonderful bastards. Lewis got in touch and said, What's the most obscure game you can think of that you'd like to see a making of on? I generally find it hard to think of obscure games off the top of my head. <laughs> I suppose that's why what they're, about, they're obscure. What about Harrier Attack? Right. <laughs> I'd like to see a making of on that, please. Why? Because it's one of the first games I ever played. Ah. So. All right. Okay. Why, you know, why not? I'll say Marsupalami. What is uh, that? On the Mega Drive. <laughs> Marsupalami. Do you remember the cartoon? No. I don't uh, know there, what that is. There was a cartoon called Marsupalami, right. which the theme tune, I can't remember any of it, but it ended with someone going, Marsupalami. And that was oh, it. Oh, that does ring a bell now. And You're going to have to show it me. It was a very me. difficult game that I could never get past the third level. Was so it as bad maybe, as The Lion King on the Mega Drive? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so maybe if I saw the saw the making of, I'd get some tips mm. on how to progress further. Harry Attack was. Do you want to give a real well. answer, Josh, or do you want to follow in the footsteps of me and Rich? Well, I thought those were good real <laughs> I answers. That was good. Yeah. I was liking that. Oh, have you guys heard of? Do you remember Gunblade? Uh, rings a bell again. It was like. It was the first game I ever played in an arcade, Sega, and they had a light gun that was a massive assault rifle light gun, and oh. you were hanging out of a helicopter. Yes, I played that. I played yeah. that, and it vibrates like mad. Vibrate, so you like, yeah, yeah. feel like Rambo going, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's brilliant. It's so great fun. Yeah. yeah, there you go. So I'd see thing. how they came up with that. Yeah. Uh, Ian <laughs> asks, which are what are your favourite and least favourite gaming tropes? It, for me, it's the sort of survival thing. That that That's thing. Genre. Like, I when I say genre, when I say tropes, uh, like yeah, uh, all right. And uh, do you know I hate? Do you know what I hate? Actually, I hate escort missions, but I hate the trope of haha. Escort missions are shit, aren't aren't they? Let's do an escort mission. I hate the trope of an escort mission, and if you get spotted, you fail instantly. Yeah. I, yeah, if, yeah. I, I don't mind an escort mission if you can sort of adapt your strategy. If you get spotted and like, oh shit, I've got to do something about it. But if you fail instantly, fuck that shit. Mm. That, that's why I didn't like Assassin's Creed 4. Because mm-hmm. of yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, Josh, yeah. my favourite, what do you mm. think, Josh? My favourite would be uh, follow the lice. Follow the shiny thing. Be the really? magpie. <laughs> uh, because, do you know, it's it's how we have been taught to think, basically. We, we have been told that you don't necessarily have to... Um, you don't have to have a lot of indicators on the on screen. You the just sort know of game design, like journey, game design, like game design you. leading you. It's like yeah. I know that in journey, like not a word is spoken, but I'm probably meant to head towards that yeah. big mm, beacon. Like, aren't actually, I? when I was playing Beyond the other night, 
I'm at the bit where you're on horseback, on horseback, and you have to go around yes. the desert. And Elise was watching. She's going, how do you know where to go? And I'm like, look, do you see how the camera sort of swings in the direction? That shows me where I need to go. And she's like, mm. oh, right, wow. So mm-hmm. that, yeah, These that kind of thing. that are just, mm. we, we, I don't know. How Take we, for granted. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> i tell you what, one of the things that's always annoyed me is, you know when in the first mission of a game, you're like an absolute beast? Like mm. the full oh, side it takes everything just, away. And then it just takes everything away. Yeah. And it's like, I like getting the stuff again. But imagine if I had the stuff mm-hmm. and could do the whole game however I wanted I, to do it. Yeah, I prefer sort of being a weakling at the beginning and then building up to be a badass. I don't like to see like my yeah like be the badass in the beginning and then have it all a little taken teaser. away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that is annoying. It, they did the same thing in Dark Siders, didn't they? The first one where you're they, they do it in many things. Quite a lot Deus Ex comes mm-hmm. to mind. Yeah, uh, it's done done quite a lot. <laughs> uh, same logic asks, if you could pick a studio to remake or create a sequel to an existing IP, uh, who would that be? I would love From Software to develop a new Animusha. P.S. Love you, Colm and Rich. Oh, thank you very That's much. That's very nice, thank you. And I will extend that love to Josh as well. That's kind of funny that, uh, same, that Mr. Logic says this, uh, because they kind of are. Like, Sekiro. Mm-hmm. Load of stuff, Sengoku period, supernatural stuff going on, mm. really weighty fight. And he's kind of getting his wish. That's, mm. I mean, he's, you know, it's close anyway. So, yeah, yeah who, what, what studio would you like to see to create a sequel to an existing IP? Obviously, maybe a little bit out of left field rather than just Naughty Dog Uncharted 5. <laughs> <laughs> or like, yeah. Streets of Rage again. Yeah. I'm going to try and think of something that's not Streets of Rage because yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, I don't want to bore the listeners to death. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I've always been curious about a new Dino Crisis, uh, but what studio could do it? I don't know. That's a cool one. Capcom, I guess. There's <laughs> <laughs> no they one else would actually be able to. Josh... What was uh, what was that game series that died? Uh, this is Vegas. <laughs> yeah, Not, is that your choice? That my choice <laughs> is a. This is Vegas two. But uh, the first one didn't come out, did it? That's what I mean, because it's a sequel. Oh, ooh. so this is Vegas two. Okay, developed by Sony Bend. Oh, you have that. Sure, have <laughs> I, I will. I'll take it. Thanks. Tell you, will be quite funny. The K- Kojima Productions, his sort of batshit mm-hmm. studio he's got now. Imagine if they took on Half Life Three. <gasps> that fuck that with was, everyone. That, that would be weird. That would be weird. Because people look like they'd get their wish, yeah. but then yeah. it's also like, we'll be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Uh, Michael asks, best fruit to eat in this fine summertime. I don't really eat fruit. At all? Mm, no, it's it's very quite bad. bad. Yeah. Yeah, Do you eat no. fruit, Josh? Coca-Cola would get my vote. That's, that's the fruit. I, I, I would eat an apple. The cola plant. That's, that's the cola plant. I, mean, yeah. I, I, would, I would personally eat an apple. I know that melon's supposed to be very good in this weather. Melon's lovely, yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm not a big melon fan. I don't like anything with seeds or pips in it as yeah, well. But do, 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 yeah. like, don't eat the seeds then. No, I know, but it annoys also, me that I have to have, worry about Apples have pips them. in it. Yeah, but you can eat around the core. Yeah, and you can do that with most things as well. <laughs> not with melon. Melon's got seeds all in it. All up in it. You have to work. For it. You have to work for it. Do you? you just, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, melon's too hard. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, and finally, Ross asks one for Josh, 
bounty question mark i uh, the kitchen roll is highly absorbent and the chocolate, hey. chocolate bar is underrated so. oh Colin, you're right okay hang on <laughs> a second numbered. because first of all i was going right very clever josh enjoy you went down the uh the kitchen Colin doesn't like route. a taste of paradise um <laughs> you think bounty you don't only enjoy bounty you think it's underrated i think it's underrated it doesn't get enough press i think it's i think it's good <laughs> Yeah, I'm taking it. You're Fuck not a fan of. Sake. Oh, no. Dear. When was the last time you had a bounty? Uh, too soon ago. Like it was. <laughs> was it really shouldn't have. It should have been longer. <laughs> was it an uh, accident? Yeah. Exactly. Ah, oh, what? <laughs> In a celebrations box or something. Thought I was eating a Maltese. Oh, I was like, oh no, what is oh, this? Oh, imagine if they did that in celebrations. If they, you you got like up. a faulty batch and you had like the wrappers. Everything. All mixed up. The Mars is a bounty. The Maltese. The thing is, <laughs> yeah. The thing is. The bounty does have very um, easy to sort of read little chevrons on, the, the, on top, the top. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. so it does. You shouldn't be in too much danger. Hopefully. Seasoned bounty veteran. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I know. I know how to you identify bounty. a bounty. Would you? Would you choose a bounty if you were going into the shop and buying a bar of chocolates? Would you actually go uh, like you every bar in front of you? And you would go, I'd like the bounty. I think thanks. I probably would. I'm a mm. big fan of the unsung heroes. I like my star bars. I like right. my bounties. You know, I like my t- double deckers. Don't double deckers. You're no, you're bang on. Double deckers, very unsung. But I think it's all double deckers are at the point where everyone thinks they're the underdog. So <laughs> I wonder, yeah, are they? It has the shifted. <laughs> it's shifted. You're right. You're Everyone's right. like, like a drifter. There's an underdog. Oh, yeah, drifter. Yeah. Yeah. Drifting. Great it's an bar. unsung bear. But we're, we're kind of drifting <laughs> off the point, actually. And <laughs> how Josh enjoys bounty. Yeah. Unsung. Fuck me, Josh. I mean. <laughs> We're going to have to have a serious conversation when we get back upstairs and tell you that much. But listen, it is time uh, to finish up this edition of the Video Gamer Podcast. Thank you very much, dear listener, for listening. Of course, if you would like to do so, you can follow us on Twitter. No, I'm jumping the gun because before that, mm-hmm. I must say, if you want to get more podcasts, yeah. you can head to patreon.com forward slash video gamer to get an extra podcast every Friday and also an extra bit of this podcast as well and get it a day earlier for only $4.50 and this Friday is going to be a special one because we'll have Josh on to talk about his life story and what led him to here basically Mm. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter I am at Conum underscore Hearn Rich is at RichieWA2 and Josh is on Twitter Ask Joshy Wise. Just about, yeah. Just about, yeah, yeah. He could be we're, my fifth follower. We're gonna, we're gonna teach Josh how to use Twitter and talk about things like the Fine. sandwiches you eat and stuff. So that's Josh and Mike. You gotta get yeah, into yeah. Twitter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Modern men. Yeah. Um, you can also. What else can you do? You can follow Video Gamer and all of uh, your relevant social networks as well: Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram mm. at VideoGamer.com. Uh, and you can uh, find us on YouTube as well, youtube.com forward slash videogamertv. But for all of your video gamer needs, just head to videogamer.com. And now it's time for my least favorite part of the show. This is the part of the show where we must bid the listener adieu. So say goodbye, Rich Walker. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Josh Wise. Goodbye. And say goodbye, Conor Hearns Sloan. Gaffole. <laughs>